0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Rangers leave points in the capital After being held by Hearts at Tyne Castle It means Celtic are back on top After a 6-0 hammering of Ross County And St Mirren, Aberdeen and Kilmarnock Amongst the big winners as the SPFL returned this weekend I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans As things stand after the weekend Celtic are now the champions elect <laughs> It's past the partial with the league title Rangers got a draw at Tynecastle That, as you well know, is a disaster But does it mean that Hearts cheated by raising their game on the big occasion? No It means that Hearts did well and Rangers didn't do well enough And well said Stephen Gerrard for saying so after the game If Celtic beat Lazio on Thursday And Rangers beat Porto on the same night in the Europa League And I sincerely hope that both of them do Does that mean there's something wrong with raising your game in Europe? Of course not That's allowed It's what you do in response that matters It was good to be back Alex yeah, The international break felt like a long one And back with a bang at the weekend Yeah it was an important weekend Gordon You look at Celtic back on top After mauling of uh, Ross County Rangers have to settle for a point After a poor performance V Hearts Kamarnock continue to impress under Alessio And I uh, have to say part, uh, St Mirren and Partick Thistle Massive three points for both of them as well 0141-951-1025 That's the number you need to get in touch tonight What did you make of your team's performance at the weekend? Some of you will be happy Some of you won't be happy Some might be somewhere in the middle So why not share it with us? Let us know what's on your mind You can get in touch on Twitter At Clyde SSB But it is Monday night Which means there's only one place to start Your result of the weekend Please, Hugh Keevans I am going for Dundee 1 Partick Thistle 3 okay. I still think There's a possibility Albeit an outside bet That Ian McCall Can take Partick Thistle up This season That's a big call uh, My result of the weekend I was split between St Mirren Who obviously got a massive Three points But Queen of the South mm. Turning over Dundee United With the resources they have And it was comprehensive So Fair play to my old teammate Alan Johnson there Down at Queen's Okay Goal of the weekend Now <laughs> I may have said somewhere back in the mists of time that Sam Cosgrove, because he had gone 25 games without scoring for Aberdeen, I may have said that he was a plank of wood. I now feel honour bound to say that he got the goal of the weekend. If Odson Edwards had scored with that chip or Alfredo Morelos, we'd be raving about it. So well done, Sam Cosgrove. That for me was the goal of the weekend for Aberdeen against Motherwell. There was plenty of candidates at the weekend. You look at all the Aberdeen goals. I take Hugh's point on board for me. As we, Danny Mullen, I think the actual build up to the goal, Broadfoot to uh, McGinn at the right back, ball round the face, but the way he controls it, Gordon rifles it into the top corner. Mullen was a standout goal for me. And last but not least, you get to apply some artistic license. Your howler of the weekend that can be a sitter, it could be a goalkeeping blunder, a refereeing mistake, a managerial miscalculation, whatever you want. What is your howler of the weekend? Defensive blunder. James Tavernier, Rangers captain, puts his goalkeeper in all sorts of trouble, and the ball eventually falls to Machino, and that sets the tone for the afternoon at Tynecastle. He gave away the lead. To Hearts Okay Defensive mistake For Hugh Keevans Alex Howler mine's, of the weekend Mine's was uh, Horgan's Howler yeah. My word What a miss It's it a sitter isn't it uh, It's an absolute glaring opportunity The timing of the uh, As well Would have been so important for him And uh, 
You're just looking for a little bit But more composure Gordon Right let's get stuck into the weekend's action 0141 Get in touch right now Let us know what you made Of the weekend's big talking points Stephen Gerrard says Rangers have got their poor start to blame For dropping points against Hearts He says they didn't do enough to win the game And he did give Craig Levine's side credit For the way they went about their business I don't think we've performed well enough to win the game That's for sure I certainly see it as two points dropped right now We never started the game well enough Thought we were poor in the opening uh, exchanges. Lucky not to be 2 0 down. Fantastic header that's at the bar. But we need to be doing better to stop the cross and we need to be editing them situations away. And then we go a goal behind. And I think Hearts deserve that. Um, it's an individual error again, that's cost us. So, yeah, really disappointed with how we started the game and thought we reacted quite well and done well to get back in the game. Got to half time, tried to reset it because we never competed well enough. In the first 15 or so minutes But overall even going forward today We just weren't at it We never created enough We never tested the keeper enough So it's a frustrating day And I certainly see it as two points dropped You've got to come to a place like this With the right focus And the right mentality To fight and compete And earn the right Hearts are not going to give it to you Especially where they are You know Craig's going to have them fired up To try and make it a physical encounter And I thought his players were terrific today They maxed out for them And gave them everything they've got But for us we never really started competing Until we were a goal down And um, at that stage we could have been two I like the candid nature of that He is not attempting to pull the wool over anyone's eyes He is not attempting to say Oh, Hearts huh, raised their game Not a home win since March And that's the way they play when we come to town None of that old baloney He simply told it the way it was So well done Stephen Gerrard I think the more concerning thing for uh, Stephen Gerrard Is when he talks about mentality There's an opportunity for Rangers to kind of retain top spot we, we spoke about this on Saturday uh, Going back to last year Gordon uh, He has emphasised Post-match uh, Pre-match rather That he He knows himself He's been to so many grounds Over the years Where you've got to roll up the sleeves You've got to battle And you've got to earn the right Because you know exactly What hearts are bringing to the table And they've never done that And that's the most disappointing thing And then obviously dropping two points Gary in Mount Florida What was your verdict from yesterday? Uh, hi there, Gordon and Pano. Uh, I'm just uh, calling up tonight, Gordon. I'm sick of Rangers. They just keep, every time I've got a chance to keep the pressure on Celtic, we just keep blowing it. And for me, it's Steven Gerrard. He's just he's just no good at it when it comes to the crunch games, the games that really matter. He just picks the wrong team for me. All right, who should he have picked yesterday then? Well, Shea Ojo should never be starting in that game yesterday against Hearts because for me, he's just no up for a battle at all. I've seen him at Ibrox a good few times this season and he's just no interested when it comes to the physical stuff. Who would you have put in there, Gary, out of curiosity if Ojo wouldn't have uh, Well, I mean, I might have started Ryan Kent, but I know Alec, obviously, uh, there's a bit of fitness issues yeah. with Kent because he's just coming back, but I'd have played him day before Ojo, to be fair. He's just, he's so, just not uh, at all. So you don't think that Stephen Gerrard's got it then, the Rangers manager? No, I think he's... <laughs> He's got it to be the manager, Hugh, but I just don't think uh, I just don't think he's got it to deliver the title for Rangers. I just don't well, think he's going to be able to deliver the in, title. In that case, he's not got it to be Rangers' manager then, because that's yeah. what he's there for. I well, I suppose if you're coming for that way, I just don't think the time he's there, he's going to he's going to deliver the title for Rangers. Let's and get... I actually think too many fans hold him in too too much high regard already for a guy that's done nothing. Last year, he's went out the cup twice to Aberdeen. So for me he's failed when it comes to all the big games that matter. He only beat Celtic once last year in a game that really mattered. That was the one in December time because the league was still fairly close. The one at the end of the season, that was a dead rubber as well. Uh, Alex, let's get specific with Gary's criticisms. Yep. Um, Shea Ojo, 
How did he do yesterday? How is he yeah. doing overall? Is he, is he general, giving enough? Uh, I think he shows in fits and starts, Gordon, that he has ability, he has power and pace. There were several times in the game yesterday where he juked out of uh, tackles, and I think that's a frustrating thing for supporters to see because there's times when you think you can just wrap a cross in and then you know there's a, a tackle coming and he's kind of kind of hesitating. Uh, so there's times throughout games where I, I, I look at him and I see good qualities now. I think if we go back to maybe a week or two, two Hugh, there was talk about them trying to sign this boy permanently. Oh. So they clearly see something. But I think the issue with Ojo is the consistency. You know, he's still young, but he doesn't seem to be able to do it at seven or eight, week in, week out. And uh, it was a bit... See, that what we'll probably get tonight is the scattergun. It's the usual. He's not good enough. He doesn't play well. I think collectively as a team yesterday, you'll be struggling to pick several players out of the Rangers team you go he done alright Morelos does what he does because he's an out and out goal scorer that's exactly what you want he did okay brought people into play but out with that I'm looking and struggling to see it because this is a collective thing as a group he, he, Gary talks about mentality this is the whole group who's going to be the leaders who's going to drive this team forward because the start to the game I was huge, I was I was talking to Mark Wilson this afternoon as a fullback. when the ball comes to you within 6 or 7 seconds passed out to you you always say get them turned Get better turnt, get the pressed up, and then you'll get a, maybe a throw in, and then all of a sudden you're on the front foot. They try and drop a ball into midfield. There's a turnover of possession, and they have a corner within 18 seconds, hearts, and that's the start to the game. Mm. And if you remember, they hit the the, the 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 passage of play that gets played in between the lines, pass wide, cross to Ekpiez when he hits the bar. One and a half minutes gone. It doesn't uh, get any worse. Well, now. you go back to Celtic at Ibrox. What did they do? Just put it straight. Into the corner flag area yeah. from the kickoff, mm. uh, and had Rangers on the back foot from the very off, and you know it turned out very well for Celtic in the long run. Let's hear a bit more from Stephen Gerrard. Thank you to Gary in Mount Florida for kicking us off tonight. He also mentions the same words that, that Gary and you mentioned. He says mentality of the players wasn't right in the opening stages. He says they didn't see enough from the attacking players, and of course that's the area they'll need to improve to find success away from home. Mentality. Mentality. Um, it's that realization that, and that the realization of the opportunity you've got to, to win a football match. And with all due respect, you know, Hearts, you, you see the team, and um, we should be fired up more than that. We should be ready to compete. We should be coming out the blocks more focused than that. So that's the disappointing thing from today. You know, to to be successful, we've got to come to places like this. And if we're not there from an attacking, you know, if if we're not there, we can still win these games one nil uh, by competing and grinding and 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 then just coming away from here. But maybe uh, when you win ugly. But if you start games of football like that, you're going to have big problems. Listen, I know when when this team's tuned in, it can compete. And it can win big matches on the road, it can. And that's the reason why I'm frustrated sitting here now because I don't think I've seen that too much of late in terms of how we've started games. But certainly if we're to go to Ross County and Pataudry and, and Livingston in, in the coming weeks, we're going to have to start the game a lot better. We're going to have to compete and fight and rely on our game changes to, to perform better. Stephen Gerrard says they are, when they're tuned in, they can yeah. win difficult games away. That therefore suggests that they weren't tuned in yesterday at Tynecastle. Who takes responsibility for that? The players themselves? Is that something you have to find yourself? Or, or does the manager, the management team have to somehow instill that? You cannot absolve the players from blame. They're the ones out there. Uh, Stephen Gerrard has shown faith in the 11 who started the match. You may, as Gary, the first caller, has done, Pick faults with the benefit of hindsight But the fault lies with the players Now, 
Gordon Yale made a terrific point on Saturday. There's every chance that Celtic and Rangers could go through the entire season and not lose a game at home unless they're playing each other in the derby match. Therefore, what you do away from home is very important. Celtic have dropped five points in Livingston and at Easter Road. Rangers have now left two behind at Tynecastle. Mentality is very important. Celtic have to go to Petordry on Sunday against an Aberdeen team who suddenly came to life at the weekend and scored three terrific goals. Away matches are going to be vitally important. If you don't have the temperament, you're not going to succeed. Yeah, but that was a good question in terms of who who's responsible. It's a collective thing, but Stephen Gerrard has said before the match, you need to earn the right. I'm absolutely certain. I've heard this throughout my career, Hugh, when I was playing football. You have to go out there. You know what you're getting against this team. Mm-hmm. Man for man, you've got better players, but you have to be able to fight and earn the right to win that uh, right to play. Now, I was looking at it across the board yesterday and the players have to take responsibility, like you said, because they did not compete. They were second best. They were getting overrun. And that should be the fundamental basis for a, for any footballer to be able to roll up mm. their sleeves because if you're technically better than someone the other guy's got endeavour and abundance and you have to match that yeah. and then you're thinking that ability will come through in the end but it didn't yesterday right let's get the thoughts of Craig and Airdrie then where did it go wrong for you yesterday Craig it's just to go back to something you said last week um, and he defended them maybe interesting the Gallic's point but there's probably a split on the buses to the games um, I got the European games it's Tavernier's not a captain for me you take the young boy game, he's got the two mistakes for the game there. There was a game last season, the Celtic game that mattered, he gave away a goal. On uh, the game of the weekend, gave a goal away again. Um, Gerard said he wanted two or three players for each position. Now, yeah, I, I totally agree with what Alex was saying about the mentality. And I, I don't blame Gerard, but Tavernier looks a undroppable. But you take the Livingston game, the Betfred card, last 10 minutes. Um, Cavanier caught twice up the pack he, he just seems to be undroppable Now I'm not sure how fit or unfit John Flanagan is But Cavanier looks A, undroppable And B, I don't think he's captain When the things aren't going wrong Going right on the pack You never see him screaming at people Telling them that it's not good enough He doesn't seem to lead from the front and Defensively This season he's probably If you're given match He's probably been one of Rangers' worst players Funnily enough I was talking to a Rangers supporter this afternoon Who, who said that very thing that as a Rangers supporter He didn't rate Tavernier as captain I'm always weary And I'm not suggesting uh, Craig that you're guilty of this But I'm always weary of the witch hunt starting You know If, if Tavernier becomes the go-to guy To uh, criticise in the event of points being dropped But I did say at the start Whatever was going through his mind When Rangers lost the, the, the goal yesterday it wasn't the right thing to be going through his mind And it was a bad error Before we look at his overall contribution And, and yeah. the general consensus on him Alex specifically analysed that, that error yesterday The error Well first and foremost uh, They could do better with the long ball um, I w- And I know I'm going to diverse But I'll come back to your original point I watch Celtic play on a regular basis And Scott Brown always stands on Say it's a Cosgrove He'll stand directly in front of him He won't allow him to run Either side So that he can get leverage To have a flick on I don't see that With Rangers midfield Where they stand on the toes Of Ikpezu Because all he wants to do Is actually Fight with the guy So that one means You would win the header Um, So uh, that's the first point Katic Is trying to compete 
And not touch the player At some point You've got to actually Get a nibble on him So that it kind of He doesn't get a nice wee flick Around the corner So you've got to put Some sort of Force onto Ekpezu And for the life of me Again it boils down To decision making Because that's what it was That ball was about Two feet off the ground For me he just had to Hook it with his left foot And then he clears it 40 yards up the pitch you mm. And when he's down there Because he can see Golson coming to As they're coming together And he thinks he's going to get cleared He's trying to head it back And it's ultimately cost Rangers uh, But I think when you listen to Stephen Gerrard as well He talks about the couple of minutes before that It was a shambles They were mm-hmm. all over the place And and I, I agree that It's a culmination of The poor start that They're the on the back foot So I think when you boil it down to there It was a bad error of judgement from him It's happened uh, Young boys a couple of weeks ago and because it's costing the team, Hugh, yeah. uh, it becomes more evident, and people like uh, you know. Well, what, so about, what about the bigger picture then? Because we have been here before, yeah. and I suspect we'll be here again. We hear you've heard it all before. Jess, he's, he's good at going forward, and he's, he's, his delivery and scores a lot of penalties. There's always been question marks from Rangers fans who phone in here about some of the defending that's intensified with the, the more sort of glaring errors recently. And then the captaincy thing always tends to get brought into it. Craig used the expression, uh, is he undroppable? I don't believe that any player at Celtic or Rangers, under the current circumstances, is undroppable. If they are not doing well on a consistent basis, then Stephen Gerrard or Neil Lennon is obliged to take them out for a while. Is is he undroppable, Alex? No, not at all, Gordon. Uh, I think we... I think obviously the last couple of weeks has been extremely difficult and I think on the back of making that mistake a couple of weeks ago is very much will be in Stephen Gerrard's mind at the moment. I think when you look what he brings to the table going forward, that kind of mitigates against the back. But because it's happened in the last couple of weeks, it's right in your face at the moment. He will have to assess Stephen Gerrard whether Polster is a better option because I don't think Flanagan, I think you're going back a few weeks before Flanagan is he going to be fit enough to come in and perform with these games that are Week after week after a hamstring injury So you would have to contend with that But he's definitely not droppable That's for sure Craig, final word to you I just think um, and, and listen, just what you're saying I don't think it's a bit trying to gain something captain I think he's good enough to be a Rangers player But ultimately that's the word Alex Ray used Or the one his leaders and, and that's what I'm basing him on I'm not basing him on his, just on his performances For me, he doesn't lead You know, you talk Alec about the start there The, the chips being down And it was the, the poor start now, if you take other teams, I don't want to mention names here, but you look at their captains at the first couple of minutes when it's not been good, pointing the finger, screaming at people, telling them it's not good enough. Now, I appreciate not all captains of that, but he yeah. doesn't seem to be giving anyone a, a bashing or leading by example and going, that's not good enough and screaming at people. I just think when the chips are down, for me, he's not somebody you would turn to in the park and go, you're an actual leader. We'll go into this fight together. And I appreciate, as I say, on the Rangers buses going to European games and stuff, it's, it's a, probably a 50-50 split on the bus. Mm-hmm. Alright Craig and Airdrie Thank you very much Some good points well made It's 0141 To join in And we're going to hear From Neil Lennon After Celtic's victory Against Ross County He's coming up After the travel Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors The compensation You deserve When you've been sidelined Talk to Thompson's.com Alex Ray and Hugh Evans Here with me Gordon Duncan And tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard It's Monday night So you know what that means Look back on all the big Talking points from the domestic football over the weekend We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB And just following on from the last couple of calls Roscoe says Can't understand why Tavernier isn't given a spell on the bench He doesn't seem the p- same player without Candias He's got great delivery But this season even that's questionable Mystified why Polster isn't getting a chance And let's not even talk about King Oh yes, is Andy King The lesser spotted yes. Andy King 
Any idea? He hasn't featured really, Gordon. I think that's due to the fact that Davis, Aribo's uh, uh, done very well, and when Ryan Jack's been there, he's they've been the mainstay. Young Kamara seems to be ahead of him. I don't know whether it's a case of trying to get him up to speed, but. He's only been a couple, two or three cameo roles, I think, mm. hasn't he? Uh, Scott McFarlane's also on similar theme. Fed up going on about Tavernier. It's not a witch hunt. I've been watching him for a long time. Not good enough. Consistently making mistakes. Can't cross a ball for Toffee and won't win anything with him in the team. The says reason Scott. why I don't think that he is undroppable is because if you don't drop him and the mistakes continue, then the manager's hanging himself out mm. on a line. Never mind Tavernier. Well of course that was the result yesterday Which meant Celtic are top after the weekend But only after they did their part on Saturday Neil Lennon says the win against Ross County Was one of the most complete performances he's seen Not only in this spell But including his first spell in charge as well He says he laid the challenge down to the players at half time To go and get goals And was delighted that they delivered It's probably the most complete performance I've had Certainly in my second spell here And maybe amongst the best I've had In my time here over the, the two sort of spells I thought we were brilliant first half and we were very unfortunate not to go in by more. Ross had a great game. I know Ross from the time with Hibs, he made some spectacular saves. And just our football at times was exhilarating and our athleticism, our appetite, the intensity to win the game. And then I threw down a challenge to them at half-time. I said, you can be one of two things. You can be a nice team that play good football and give the opposition oxygen to stay in the game or you can go out and be ruthless. And they answered me in, in spades today, absolute spades. So I think we've got a good team. I think uh, there's more to come from them But um, that was a marvellous team performance all round I don't know how they picked the man of the match out of that lot Because there were so many outstanding performances Yeah, they were awesome And it could have been and should have been double figures But for the goalkeeper and the post And various other things that conspired against more goals Uh, I thought that given the results back to back against Hibbs and Livingston And given the two week break Caused by international football That Celtic might have taken a while to get into their stride Albeit they were at home Albeit against Ross County But they went at it from the word go And no one could have lived with them on Saturday's display Yeah I mean Alex The number of goals scored Sort of tells the story But the number of near misses on top of that It could have been It could have been anything When you look at the chances they missed Yeah it could have been a cricket score Gordon And I think the the goalkeeper for Ross County was outstanding on the day. Um, when you look at the firepower that Celtic have and the actual shape and what they play, James Forrest and Elanusi are actually linking up with Edward Narrow, which allows Frimpong to the freedom of the right-hand side and ball and golly. So particularly at home, they have this wave after wave of attack. And I think the only surprising thing for most people, having seen the, the highlights was of the 21 goals in the first half, it was only Shots. one. Yeah so, yeah, so but when you look at the second half, a lot less chances But a lot more clinical mm. uh, 0141-951-1025 To tell us what you made Of Celtic's performance On Saturday Kevin and Crawford What stood out for you? Just The um, The display every time When he's got His first choice of living on Nobody can live with Celtic They've got the best striker in the league They've got the best fullbacks in the league I just think We can change it if we need to I mean, there was a weekend there, Christie never played and they brought in Rogic. With the strength and depth that we've got, nobody in this league will live with us. So what is the best to live in then, Kevin? Because Frimpong um, might not necessarily have been in everyone's top 11, although I thought he was outstanding as well. Well, our, our third choice right back would get a game for Rangers. 
that's not really the point. You know, you, you got to concentrate on Celtic and, and what's ahead uh, without always looking across the road. And, you know, Celtic will get Lazio to come on Thursday. What's the best 11 for Celtic against Lazio? Well, for me, I would bring Christie back in and I would put El Hamid at right back. Mm. I think that's probably the best 11. That said, Hugh, and I don't think many people would, would disagree given the sort of experience, defensive capabilities. What did you make of Frimpong? Well, he was one of the headline inclusions in yeah. the team given that he hadn't started a Premiership match before. Um, and it seems like Celtic have gone from having no right-backs to having three who can all come in and do a job. I thought it was a real entertainer uh, and with a real sense of purpose uh, the way he can lay on chances. Um, Crowd-pleaser. What we have to find out about Jeremy Frimpong is can he defend? Yeah. Uh, now, he won't play against Lazio. That would be unfair on him. Will he play at Pataudry? Or will Neil Lennon think, no, I, I need to get a good result there? Uh, and he's perhaps still too inexperienced for that. Uh, so I thought it was terrific, but we don't know whether he can defend or not. And I don't think you'll see him. Against Lazio or Aberdeen That may well be true Alex But the reality is Celtic have to play A number of fixtures Like that one on Saturday Where teams Are going to just come to Celtic Park And Without, without being disrespectful Not not offer too much going forward Yeah absolutely So you, you, can, you can use guys like that When the time is right Gordon, Before I've, we even have yeah, to find I've, out If he is a good defender Absolutely we, we, If you go back to Anthony Ralston uh, Last year as well Come into a game And you thought How impressive is, is he Particularly at Parkhead I think it's an ideal Situation to throw A young guy like Frimprong on Because he has the freedom Of that right hand side And with the greatest respect To Ross County They don't offer a great deal Going the other way So yeah. it's totally yeah. ideal I, I would like to see him Because obviously We like to go He's a world beater After one game As Hugh said When you go to places Like uh, Pataudry you have to come up against your Rick Pezu or just peeling onto that particular side and, and playing diagonal balls and so forth. So there's a lot of more challenges ahead defensively, but in terms of going forward, Gordon, it looked very impressive. Kevin, after the disappointing results on the roads, are, are you confident Celtic can start to, to replicate those types of performances or, or at least get closer to them when they when they go to the away games in the future? Yeah, I think so. I think it's um those games we played midweek in Europe um, before the Livingston game. I think it maybe just took a bit out of the players, but there's the weekend again. We've got another away game after a European game. So you're just going to have to chop and change your Well, to be fair, your squad. if you're going to chop and change, you've come to the right place because there are players everywhere. I mean, yeah. when Schmed's name came up on the bench on uh, Saturday, your first inclination was, well, Forgotten he was still there Yeah, go- So there's plenty of players Kevin makes an interesting point When he opened up uh, With his question earlier on He's saying that The strength and depth Is phenomenal at Celtic He's even mentioned Frimpong being The best right back uh, uh, In the, the country So I think if we go back To the last game Where they dropped points They don't think Did Neil Lennon make one change I think maybe He didn't make a great deal Of changes to the Livingston game So it may well be That they actually This does time that we now. do change yeah. more uh, Kevin Give us a insight Into the the psychology of this title race If you like Did you Expect Rangers to drop points yesterday Was that a nice surprise How did you It was a pleasant it? surprise um, I don't think Rangers will be As close as every Rangers fan wants them Maybe at the end of the year um, I can see you running away with it 
Well, um, I think well, the evidence will, so far doesn't suggest that. I, I you know, think, but we, it's yeah, a long road. Yeah, I mean, the, the sides are separated by one goal at the moment. Uh, we'll see what the weekend brings. Mm. Aberdeen will be a proper test of Celtic, a proper test. And they do have the players, Celtic, to win it, Petaudry, but to describe it as a gimme, no. Kevin, thank you very much. Neil Lennon also says there was a host of impressive individual performances. He thinks they could have scored more than six and believes it was an emphatic response to dropping points in the last two league games. I thought Jeremy Fringpong showed some great things second half. I thought Brown was immense. Um, McGregor, they complimented each other again. Brilliant. I thought Forrest had a great game. You know, they were bang on it today. And when they're like that, they're hard to stop. So it augurs well for, you know, going forward now. We've had a little, you know, dip, if you want to call it that, with the last two away games, but they've come back and put in an emphatic performance today. You know, it could have been a lot more than six, and that's not being disrespectful to Ross County. I think anyone who was at the game today would have seen that. There was a, a freedom about them today, a, a confidence. It's not easy, you know, playing that well, and we're coming against a team here unbeaten in four, who have more than held their own, but uh, and can play a little bit. So the only frustration really was that it was one nil, and you know, in the back of your mind, you're thinking, could they get a, could they nick one? But, um, you know, we soon put that to bed the first 10, 15 minutes of the second half. Gary and Blantyre, I knew Lennon was rhyming off a couple of players who impressed at the weekend. Who was your pick of the bunch? Uh, again, as Neil Lennon says, how could you really pick any of them? Yeah. Um, by the way, before I start, uh, good evening to yourself, Gordon, and uh, Hugh and Alex. Hi, Gary. Um, as I have to pick out a standout, in my opinion, um, I thought everybody just seemed to click some of the football they played. And again, opposition, yes, Ross County. Who kind of, um, I think they kind of just fell away in the second half, completely overrun. Um, but still, you've got to play the football. Doesn't matter who the opposition is, and I thought Celtic were absolutely superb. Um, just before I, we let you carry on, Gary, because I think you, you've, you've certainly hit the nail on the head in terms of how how convincing it was, which leads us on to something we've discussed a, a few times. Again, are, are we seeing a real difference between Celtic and Rangers at home? And then away Because if you want to If you want to make it a package deal Rangers go away yesterday And drop points Celtic have done it In their last two away games uh-huh. Even out with that Rangers You know Much tighter against St Mirren Much tighter in some of the other games as well. But when it comes to these games At home at the moment It doesn't look like anyone Is getting close No No And that, that's Understandable uh, If we Confine ourselves to Celtic uh, They have A glittering array Of talent Available to them As I say from Yeah but they had that They had those Talents available when they went to Livingston And when they went to Hibs Yeah uh, But For whatever reason uh, They they got off on the wrong foot Against Hibs uh, They, they equalised And you think well They've sorted themselves out But They dipped below An acceptable standard And at Livingston They were Very Ropey indeed Now I look at these two games Lazio followed by Aberdeen And I think Wow What a test what a real test of your credentials here. And if you do the first part properly and you beat Lazio at Celtic Park, you go to Petaudry, top of your Europa, Europa League group, top of your Premiership table at home. You should be going there and saying, how good are we? Go on, Aberdeen. You shouldn't be going there thinking... Oh, and a wee day after a European tie Oh no, what would we do? Uh, Gary, what was your main point? Um, I just wanted to fix you up on something mm-hmm. 
I phoned up after the Motherwell game. Uh, the Celtic won five two, second game of the season. Um, because for the first that was that was Bolingoli's second league game. Um, and admittedly, he'd made a few mistakes, a few misplaced passes. Nothing major that led to any goals. Just looked to be a bit nervous. Um, but for that first couple of weeks of the season, every time I heard through Kevin Stockton, pretty much, he was on Bolingoli's back, um, questioning his ability to play for Celtic, questioning his price tag. Um, but so then. The shoe on the other foot I'm listening to the Rangers fans And I listen to the show every night Tonight and not for the first time this season I listen to the Rangers fans talking about um, Tavernier being Should he be the captain of the club Should he even be playing um, the first team Should they be dropped Now Hugh Keeping is batting away all these kind of comments For the Rangers fans And for a, about five minutes ago He actually suggested that there was a, a witch hunt now, is that the same witch hunt that you seem to have against Ball and Golly earlier in the season? Well, first of all, tonight I said that Tavernier was the, the the defensive mistake of the week for me. Point number one. Point number two, when the Rangers supporter said, is he undroppable? I said, he shouldn't be undroppable because if Steven Gerrard continues to pick someone who makes mistakes, then Steven Gerrard hangs himself out on the line along with James Tavernier. The only reason I brought up the question of witch hunt I said that I'm weary of witch hunts Where one player becomes the go-to guy for criticism Was Bolingoli the go-to guy for criticism? Well, that's what Gary's asking Yeah, at that particular time he was, yeah uh, And I, I didn't I didn't question the fee Because fees have got nothing to do with me uh, It doesn't matter what Bolingoli cost But he wasn't playing well And that becomes a topic of conversation And it was Neil Lennon who left Ball and Golly out of a European Lewis. tie because he didn't trust them. Right, running late, so we're going to have to leave that one there. But thank you to Gary and Blantyre, 01419511025. This is the perfect time to call, and we'll speak to you after the travel. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to thompsons.com. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're on Twitter as well at Clyde SSB. Uh, AJ says, forget right back. We have two good right backs. Frimpong is the perfect Paddy Roberts replacement. Someone that can come on for Forrest, bring a different style completely. He must be a nightmare to try and defend against. So AJ's getting him moved up Moving the park forward, a little yeah. bit. So, uh, um, what else is on? Oh, Barry McFadgen's on. He says, it was nice to say hello to Alex Ray on Saturday at the Crown Plaza. Hope he... <laughs> Hope he enjoyed Little Mix as much as me Yes it was a fabulous night for um, Blameless and Hamilton Aki's um... Oh so you weren't going to Little Mix? No You sure? 100% well, that's bad, I was, bad I was, suggesting I was at a charity night next door to Little Mix Right Who's no, Little no. Mix? It's a, it's a band, a girl oh. band for you I'm surprised you weren't there Alright So you sure? That's your story and you're sticking well, to no, it? 100% yeah okay. Okay. Good Could night, you see actually. you up there giving it Okay That's fine we'll, we'll, If anyone else's eyewitness account <laughs> uh, An alibi for Alex Ray uh, Feel free to get in touch with it Let's hear from Craig Levine Here's what he had to say after the game yesterday I'm pleased I'm a little bit irritated about the way we lost Lost the goal at set piece But You know The, the commitment, the effort The Competitive edge was was there and was very apparent, which we needed, you know. And the the, the, the test for us now is to find that every single week. You know, because there's no point in doing that today and then next week not doing a, uh, ourselves justice. So sometimes when we're favourites here and we have loads of the ball, we, we get a bit nervous. And uh, and and in these matches in the game against Aberdeen, the game against Hibs, the game against Aberdeen, the first game of the season, the game against Celtic played well in those matches because it's more of a level competition 
I feel that it was important today that we that we showed our supporters that that you know we are fighting and desperate to do well, just as they are. You hear that all the time. Yep. If you get a positive result against Celtic or Rangers, you go, right, that's you know that that's the benchmark, and, and that's what we have to do. We have to raise our game to that level every week. Mm. It's clearly easier said than done. Yeah. I mean, take Livingston for example, who got all the praise in the world for that victory against Celtic. Out of their last six games, lost f- they've four. lost five of them, yeah. and well, they, they managed to beat Celtic. So, it, it, whether we like it or not, which is a, probably a different debate, it just doesn't work out that way. Teams do raise their game against Celtic and Rangers. Well, coincidentally, Hearts will be at Livingston mm-hmm. next weekend. Now, if Livy were to win that game, they'd go seven points away from Hearts. Uh, that has to be unacceptable So As I say They did well Yesterday Rangers did not do well enough That's why it finished up a draw But They're still down there Joint second bottom With the other Edinburgh club Hibs And Livy Next week Will be a big match For Craig I Levine. think that's a very valid point By Craig Levine There's no point in Rolling up your sleeves And then you go and lose To Livingston I think after that They've got St Johnston And then after that In the league They have St Mirren they have to start claiming and they have to show a level of consistency. Mm-hmm. But in terms of raising the performance, for me, that endeavour they showed yesterday should be mandatory. You know, you'll have bad days when you're playing, you're not kind of controlling the games and so forth. But that doesn't detract from actually putting in a shift. A member of the Scooper Scoreboard team, uh, who shall remain nameless, Alec, sent me a text after the game to say hearts are cheats. And I just don't believe that I don't believe that they, they It might have been a tongue-in-cheek comment To be fair Your Nokia probably doesn't pick up The emojis that would go along with it That's <laughs> I, the problem um, But I, I don't think they cheated anyone Because the game was a draw They are still without a home win At Tynecastle since March uh, So it was A successful afternoon But only up to a point And yeah. when they go to Livy Bread and butter time Let's speak to Jan and Dennison on the line Hi Jan Hi, how are we? Good, thank you. What did you make of that yesterday? Uh, so, so I feel like I'm on a winning streak here, actually. I was on last week as well, so thanks for having my call again. Uh, I just wanted to pick up on a point Alex Ray brought up earlier. Uh, was about uh, the spotlight being on James Tavernier. And, and, and I think uh, if you separate the, the two recent ones against Boys of Bern and against Hearts, and you look at his overall contribution, I, I think... He he's he scoring from the penalty spot. His his offensive play is absolutely superb. However, I think there's one ingredient missing from the, from the discussion that he's got at the moment. Last season, I think that some of James Tavernier's frailties in his defence, uh, and this probably will, will hurt some Rangers fans, uh, was probably masked by the fact that Danny Candias did so much work in the background uh, that I, I sometimes think it pulled James Tavernier out of jail. And when 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 Danny Candias was was let go, I said to a few of my friends, uh, Bob Young and and uh, Joe McBride, I said to them, "Look, I, I think that that's, a, that's something from a squad point of view that we've, that we've really missed." And the fact that th- those two had a relationship where they they were up and down the same side of the pitch, and they knew al- almost cognitively that they could just they could just cover each other. Uh, and I think I think since we've lost Danny Candias, I, I think now James Tavernier is really under the spotlight. That's my first point. Now I think that the expectations on Rangers are greater because they've built the squad and they look like they could challenge this season. I think that everything goes under a microscope. But I, I'd be keen to get Alex thought, especially, you know, because he's closer to the club in that respect, that whether or not he thinks that James Tavernier uh, 
perhaps missing that missing that element of having having Danny Kandias as the backup. Yeah, there's no two ways that they had a, a decent relationship. Um, I actually look at the the personnel who are actually playing in front of Arfield's kind of playing off that right hand side of the three. And then you have the three midfielders who are the, the kind of sitters, if you like, dictating the ball. Um, so I, I take your point on board. I actually like the fact that I, I think Arfield's a more uh, better player than than Candias. I think he brings more to the table. All saying that, he, he hasn't been particularly great of late. But um, uh, I take your point that Candias does do that. Um, yeah, and I definitely could because he he did work back and so forth. But I think there has to be a recognition from your midfielders as well on that side. You know, if it's coming down that side and Tavernier has gone beyond you, you have to swivel around and then the protect mm. the protection comes there. Um, because you're absolutely right. Tavernier brings so much to the team, driving it up that flank. He, he did, time after time, he actually overruns the opposition uh, fullback. And listen, if you could take yesterday's game in isolation, when he did get in there, the actual mm-hmm. level, the quality of the crosses, it was a really poor day for him. Jan, is there perhaps two separate issues here where you sound like you're talking about overall overall play, whereas maybe on the other hand, if you look at the individual errors, for instance. People might reply and say, you know, what would Daniel Candias have done yesterday to, to to stop James Tavernier doing that? How are those two related? No, and and you're absolutely spot on. I don't think they are related. Uh, I think the, the the ball over the top and the big lad Ikpiazu caused his problems all all day long. Uh, I think that there's perhaps a confidence piece uh, with James Tavernier, but there's also an issue about how we combat that ball, even leaving there. The, the, the third of their half perhaps you know and uh, and going forward into the box so I don't think they're related you know but but I find myself thinking well how come you've got Katic and, and, and Goldson in the middle yet James Tavernier is the one having to make the decision it's it, it's a bit of a strange one how it rolled out and, and I guess when you look at the, the, the boys of Bern uh, it was exactly the same It was the decision making In that in that final club That seemed to cost Rangers That's, a, that's interesting uh, Hugh and I were talking On the way in Alex um, I made the, the very same point It was an, a very similar mistake To the young boys Positionally In terms of what is it about when James Tavernier tries to sort of tuck Nar- in next to Goldson, and is it is it a communication thing then? Because um, I'm not saying they were identical, but as Jan Very points similar. out, they, they were quite similar. The, the young boys mistaken yeah. the one yesterday. Yeah, absolutely, and, and it goes back to my point earlier on, Gordon. Where when there's a long ball coming up, the, the goalkeeper usually picks out the big target guy. For me, you need a midfielder, and that's the first thing because it becomes more difficult for to get a natural flick on mm. because you sandwich him. You block his runs And I think that's where Rangers are really struggling Against the, the tall opponents When you're doing coaching points You say to your two fullbacks Narrow in and become a three When one of your centre-halves Go up to win the ball And they have to deal with Bear. Now see yesterday I don't even think it was a difficult decision You know, it's just about taking The situation And taking control of it Because all you're doing is Hooking a ball I don't think that's a particularly difficult thing And if there's a coming together with goals And so be it but the ball's 40 yards away And I think it's things like that That are actually becoming an issue And I think We're highlighting it now If it happens a couple of times Over the course of the next What 10, 20 games There's clearly an issue And there's clearly something No right there And we'll have to address that But it may well be It's just two scenarios That have come together And we'll come up with this idea That it's going to be a pattern Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football
Jan and Dennison, thank you very much for the call We'll hopefully speak to you soon It is time for Beat the Pundit Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray have been studying hard all weekend Now you have to show you've got what it takes To get one over on them Show off your footballing knowledge And if you can, you will win a signed ball at the end 0141 951 1025 That's the number you need And you need it now Because the lines close when the news starts at 7 Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We kicked off looking back on yesterday's draw between Hearts and Rangers. Lots of big talking points there. And of course, Celtic are top after their 6 0 win. I guess Ross County. So if you have any thoughts on those, keep them coming in. 0141 951 1025. And of course we can move on to cover some of the other talking points as well Are Aberdeen back? Is that them back ready to show that they are the third force in Scottish football? It was certainly a good win uh, at Fir Park at the weekend Anything else that's on your mind, give us a call and we'll do this first Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Beat the pundit time Alex Ray and Hugh Evans are ready One of them is taking on Laird Who I'm going to guess is our first ever Beat the pundit contestant from Halifax, Nova Scotia How are you tonight Laird? Not too bad Gordon, how are you? Good, thank you very much Hugh Evans. Can you remember any other Nova Scotians on he, the show? I don't even know if that's a word He doesn't sound like a man who was born in Nova Scotia I would have to say What's the story Laird? Where do you originate? I come from Belfield and just outside Glasgow, but I've been in Canada for about 15 years now. Oh, wow, there ah, we go. Ah, see, that's what happens, Laird, when you move. You start describing Belfield as being just outside Glasgow. I'm from Motherwell, I know fine well where Belfield is. <laughs> of course you do. See, that's just what happens. Yeah. You've, you've done that before. Okay, I'm going to toss the coin. Heads are up against Hugh Keevans. Tails, it will be Alex Ray. And his heads. Hugh Keevans mm. against Laird uh, from Halifax, Nova Scotia. Let me give Hugh a bit of the old. Clyde 2 in his ear And that way he can't hear us Right Laird You've got 30 seconds You're head to head with Hugh You can pass Here is your chance To beat the pundit Are you ready? Yep Let's do it What is the name of Wraith Rovers home ground? Star Park Which club did Bolly Ball and Golly Join Celtic from? Oh uh, Pass Which Ross County player Scored an own goal On Saturday? Pass Where did Brian Loudrup Go after leaving Rangers? He went to oh damn, I remember this one. It went to no, I pass it. Which which Scottish team has a one hundred percent record in four matches against Barcelona? Celtic. And which Highland League team earned the replay against Albion Rovers at the weekend in the cup? No, I pass. Just guess a Highland League team. Go on, anyone. Uh, okay, um, Ross County. Okay, let me bring Hugh Keevans back. Hugh, can you hear us? I can. Great. Same set of questions to you. You ready? Okay. What is the name of Wraith Rovers home ground? Starts Park Which club did Bolly Ball and Golly join Celtic from? Rapid Vienna Which Ross County player scored an own goal on Saturday? Uh, can't remember Where did Brian Loudrup go after leaving Rangers? Everton Which Scottish team has a 100% record in four matches against Barcelona? Dundee United Which Highland League team earned the replay against Albion Rovers in the Scottish Cup Fort William And who scored the winning goal for Hibs in the 2016 Scottish Cup final? David Gray Okay, okay, okay Laird, what do you think? What's the verdict? Well, I think I've been in Canada too long for one thing, but yeah, I get bumped there <laughs> Do you know what though? I, I thought it was the fine margins, as they say, to use the footballing cliche Because if you had got the Brian Loudrop one, I feel like you were nearly there 
Um, yeah. But unfortunately Couldn't get out Anyway Starks Park Is Wraith Rovers home ground So you both got that Which is one all uh, Rapid Vienna Was Bolly Bolling Gollies Former club 2-1 to Hugh Keevans uh, The Ross County player Who scored the own goal uh, Fortune I mean I, I, I think there's a, there's a Stewards inquiry On this question From producer Andy Because has that gone down As a Liam Fontaine on goal Or was it Odson Edwards uh, okay. It's, it's actually okay. getting uh, Fontaine on the, the website it I'm does? at the moment Okay, yes. that's fine I don't mind that as long as it says it's somewhere uh, Where did Brian Loudrup go after leaving Rangers? It Chelsea. was Chelsea ah, ah, I knew it was a blue jersey Still 2-1 to Hugh Keevans Which Scottish team has a 100% record in four matches against Barcelona? It is Dundee United Yes. Um, will it ever be tested again? No Possibly not But, but listen it, it stands at the moment Which Highland League team Earned a replay Against Albion Rovers In the Scottish Cup Laird Hugh Keevan's in-laws Are from Fort William So He, he basically It's rigged Yeah it was, it was basically rigged So I'm afraid He got that one right 4-1 um, And he was fortunate enough To get through to the last question David Gray scored the winning goal Which uh, In the 2016 Scottish Cup final So it's a 5 for Hugh Keevan's And only a 1 for you I'm afraid Laird But We appreciate you taking the time To take part yeah, but no, stuff that was great, guys. Thanks. How do you keep Thanks, up guys. with the? How do you keep up with the football? There, you're a Rangers fan. Are you managing to see it more often than not? Yeah, whenever I can get back over, I get. I mean, I get your podcast every night. You know, when I come home from work, uh, I get the Scottish papers online as well. So I keep up as much as I can. Lovely, thank you very much. That was Laird in Nova Scotia playing beat the putts. You, you are Mister Worldwide, well, basically. That's the that's the the lesson to take from uh, tonight. It's a big Rangers hotbed, Canada, is it not, Alex? Well, I think Rangers and Celtic have a big following in uh, Canada and the north of America, Hugh. But I've just seen producer Andy, he's absolutely delighted he doesn't have to post a ball over to Canada. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> uh, producer Andy is Canadian as well, so yes. I, 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 no relation, I don't think. Hand deliver it. Yeah. Um, he's all, yeah, yeah, Andy's not from Bell Hill either, I don't think. Right, let's get back. To talking football 01419511025 If you want to get in touch On the phones uh, And on Twitter We are at Clyde SSB um, Who else would the The big winners Of the weekend be Hugh Keevans Yes Mirren and Aberdeen Aberdeen now A point behind Motherwell Who are in third place Kermanic uh, Kermanic Alessio Continues uh, His revival there um, I suppose What about Aberdeen then Let's hone yeah. in on that one For a a moment because there was a lot of intrigue around the fixture I think you actually build it as game of the weekend yeah. And it maybe didn't go quite the way people expected I think um, in terms of the game of the weekend It became Celtic because of the, the scintillating nature of their play And number of goals they scored But Aberdeen had a one-team goal of the day contest Because uh, Cosgrove's goal uh, was then met by competition from Niall McGinn Terrific goal uh, and Viner, who scored a terrific goal, they have to go into the Celtic game full of confidence after that. And if Celtic do uh, beat Lazio, as we hope they do on Thursday night, we could be in for a classic, old-fashioned, epic Aberdeen Celtic game at Petardry on Sunday. I wasn't about to open up a new category for you at the start of every show on a Monday. You give me your result of the weekend, your goal of the weekend, your howler. Of the weekend But we can't let The show pass Without a, a nod Towards Joe Lewis's Penalty save mm. From do, James Scott Do you know what you were saying About um, you know the, the, the outstanding thing Of the weekend It was phenomenal Because I reckon his hand Was only maybe About three or four Feet off the ground Hugh mm. And the pace It was a very well Struck penalty 
and to actually get a strong hand and get that over the bar was a remarkable save. Because we're in here, and we hear the, the the you know the action coming in, and we tend to think, well, we're always looking at if a penalty's missed, you you, you you're inclined to point the finger at the penalty taker because mm. the odds are in their favour; they're meant to score, so to speak. But when I saw it back. Yeah, I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure James Scott does much wrong. Obviously, people say well he does because he doesn't put it in the back of the net. But you know what I mean. The save yeah. is incredible, isn't it? If you're if you're a manager and you're looking at a player taking a penalty, if he puts his foot through the ball, Gordon, and he gets a really good connection, you're thinking mm. it's half, and it's a it was a good height, it was going towards a corner. But the actual save, I think, what the guy it was at the the our guy at the game, Andrew, yeah. Andrew says he's tipped it over the bar. But there was such a strong hand to get it up, you mm. know, and up and over. It was a tremendous. But again, I don't think that was a penalty error. I thought that was very soft. Here's what Derek McInnes made of it. Believe what the players gave us today. I thought really we'll forget some problems in terms of injuries, suspensions, getting into the day's game. A real shortage of natural midfielders. But I thought um, for all the difficulties and challenges getting into the game, obviously playing against a team of good form, Steve's got them going well. I know I feel that the performance. The uh, level was really good to win the game, clearly, but it was good that we've managed to do it despite having the, the challenges we've got at the minute. You know, I think we've worked all week with Lee and Viner in there. I, you know, I, I naturally feel Zach can play that, that role. I think that's where he's going to end up playing his best football in his career. But Greg, you know, really took to it. And I thought the two of them were instrumental in my performance. Obviously, Greg gets an assist and Zach gets a goal, but I thought their performance was, was fantastic. It gave us a good platform because we had to do it a difficult way. You know, Joe pulls off a save. It's no penalty. Uh, I've watched it by. I don't see a touch. Joe's adamant there's no touch. I don't think it's a penalty kick. Um, and thankfully, Joe's made a brilliant save. I mean, you get a keeper doing that at that end after five minutes and then Sam finishing with a kind of confidence. It probably suggests to where Sam's game is at the minute. You know, he finished the way he did. That inspires the rest of the team. The confidence of your goal and your number nine doing that sends out the confidence. And I thought from going ahead, I thought we were very good in the game. Is that why Sam Cosgrove must be held on to by Derek McInnes in, in January? Because anyone, Alex, who still thinks that he's just a big physical battering ram or yeah. hasn't hasn't seen enough of him because he, no. he he's simply not. He's added so much to his game since he first came. Gordon, uh, we will obviously highlight the finish, uh, but his actual movement is brilliant because the actual through ball, but he actually arches his run hues just yeah. to allow it to come out. The composure in which he showed uh, And the confidence is absolutely right I feel like he's a bit quicker than people give him credit for Not yeah. necessarily you know, an no, out-and-out no flying machine But I feel yeah, as if no, he, he shifts I think he's a, a strong enough runner It doesn't look to me as if it's a guy that's kind of struggling for pace Gordon, And he ran away for the defenders if he wasn't there But I think that was partly due to The movement was brilliant Because he just arches it Takes a, the centre-half out of the game with his, his movement but the finish was absolutely brilliant and, and Derek's absolutely right I didn't think it was a penalty either I thought it was a brilliant save And it does And when we spoke about that In the show on Saturday About a penalty save early in the game It just really gives everyone a lift uh, And what about from a Motherwell perspective Hugh It was all the talk about You know they were third going into it Could they stretch their lead over Aberdeen to seven Yeah Obviously it didn't happen And it didn't come close to happening um, Stephen Robinson was Kind of berating the Not berating But was counting on the, the, the key moments That went against them Well I'm sure he'd be the first To acknowledge That At the end of the day Aberdeen scored three Terrific goals And Got over the The penalty award And were inspired By Joe Lewis's save Now Everyone has heaped praise On uh, Stephen Robinson And the Motherwell players Now They have to come back Again And show that what happened on Saturday hasn't damaged self-esteem and confidence. Uh, I've every belief that they'll do so, but that's the 
priority for them now Going back to Derek McInnes' comments there In terms of having to Kind of shoehorn guys Into the middle of the park Who are natural uh, midfielders He'll be really pleased That Bryson's back in uh, You know he was back in the bench At the weekend mm-hmm. Getting closer to full fitness and then Stephen Gleeson come on with a couple of minutes to go. So these two guys can actually make a difference with their, their Mother will have to go to Rangers now. Now, Rangers will be vengeful after what happened to them yesterday. Uh, Celtic go to Aberdeen. So it's a fantastic Sunday afternoon that is building up for us. Mm. Uh, a real test of Motherwell and the, their character at Ibrox. Uh, a test of Celtic and their away form after what even Neil Lennon conceded was a dip against Hibbs and Libby. Terrific Sunday in prospect. Yeah, I mean we had two Sundays in a row off there. Ridiculous. So used to anyway. Uh, James is in East Kilbride. Hi James. Hey guys, how you doing? You alright? Good, thank you. What's your point tonight, James? Uh just a side point first before I get the main point, Mm -hmm. uh, if I could. Um Hugh, 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 you are certainly having a, a bad night at the office, as you like to call it the night, aren't you? In what way? Uh, well, as I say, just a side point, but earlier on when the guy called about the basically comparing the criticism that you gave Ball and Golly Golly and compared to the Rangers player, and, uh, and you brought up a statement about uh, it doesn't matter about the price tag, it doesn't matter if he's £3 million. By goodness, that was a bit contradictory for yourself. All you ever tend to go on about is the price tag and how much the price tag means and how good they should be. So so, so that was a bit off. But I, I know you're getting old, so you know you can have an off night sometimes, but it certainly is the uh, listen, listen. night. Listen, less, less of the ageism, if you yeah. don't mind. James, you can uh, come on, you can have a go, but that's a cheap remark that you make. And who needs ageism? Not at all. I'm just reminding everybody that, you know, it happens, you know, when you're pushing on a bit. So obviously you can see. There you go again. There you go again. Uh, You're just a rude, rude, narrow minded little guy. Not at all, Hugh. Well, listen, I could continue on without the ageism. Go for it. That would be great. No, no, I've just been in general. But, you know, Hugh, let's. Well, I tell you what, I've changed point now. Your opening statement on Friday night, Hugh. You used a couple of words to describe Celtic's performances and how they were in general. Would you like to retract that statement? What, given... what, what were the words that you didn't like, just to remind us? Well, it was two words in particular um, about the performances. Um, let's just say it was a huge exaggeration. Um, Can you remember the words? What did they say? In hindsight, you know, in your 40 years, as you like to remind us, 50, you ever say 50. that you're wrong? Hugh, 50 not 40 let, Let's look what's happened over the weekend What were the words I used? What were the words I used? Well I think it was it was disgraceful It was No 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 uh, no no You're, you're, you're making it up now James I said that Celtic were ropey Against Livingston And I stand by that And they were very poor against him He didn't say James he did not say disgraceful He did not say disgraceful It was Along those lines, it certainly wasn't ropey anyway. Um, basically <laughs> it had was. Well, yeah, James, if you're going, James, if you're going to come on the show, at least try and get the words right that you're actually having a go at Hugh. Just try and get the well, words right, and that way then he can retort to you because you remember what he said. Neil Lennon well, himself described it as a dip, and it was a serious dip to drop five points. Uh, at the end of the season, when the points are tallied up, 
Celtic will have to hope that those five drop points are not crucial in the outcome well, of the championship. Well, Hugh, we lost five away go- away games last season and we won the league by nine points. I think you you know you talk about the scattergun. You know you had Celtic basically as in you know, disaster looming stages, you know, the way you're going on over the past two weeks. You know, we drop points, which teams do. You know, you're often saying that Celtic will, or no other team will ever go a season, you know, being the, the, the unbeatables. We're bound to drop points. It would be a bigger t- catastrophe if we were dropping five points at home. Albeit it was a away game. We, we, we go through, we go through. Well, let James finish. On you go James, this, just finish this off is, This does happen, we will drop points throughout the season But for you to come on so early in the season And the way you were describing the performances I think was a, a big exaggeration And completely wrong Well You have uh, failed to come up with any of the words that I used Your call is based simply on Trying to humiliate And uh, to ridicule me uh, Your comments about age are unforgivable uh, you're a cheap shot specialist And uh, I know what I said And I said that Celtic were ropey And anyone who saw those games Would agree that Celtic were ropey Celtic, I said yesterday uh, Did you use Saturday, the word woeful, perhaps? That's one that is is ringing a bell Well, the, I mean, against Livingston They were woeful I thought the defending was woeful The result was woeful And Celtic ought to have been Far better than that They fell beneath their own very high standards But I just feel Gordon that If I get something wrong And goodness knows that happens plenty of times I'll put my hand up And you can come on and say what you like However I think James To go on about age In the way that he does If someone had said that about a person Connected with Celtic Then there would be an uproar I am not here to take Cheap shots from cheap guys 01419511025 To call in At Clyde SSB On the phones We're going to get A good full time teaser For you oh, um, Love it You're only looking For eight answers A couple of them are easy I think there's a couple That might trip you up Anyway All will be revealed We'll get the question Ready Next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The league leader For compensation Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's that time of the night when you send a question in to us and we test the pundits to see if they can come up with all the answers between now Mm -hmm. and the end of the show. So if you've never heard the full-time teaser before, this is what it sounds like. Domenico in Uddingston sent this one in, thanks to Domenico, and you can see where this is going with the name. Uh, Celtic playing against Lazio this week, yes? Yes. Mm -hmm. So can you name the eight Italians... Who've played a first team game for either Celtic or Rangers There are a couple of um, Let's just go for eight shall we say Because there's a sort of bonus one in there that Nah you just won't get it Decanio I've got it out first you don't start your career Amoruso mm-hmm. uh, Donati Okay that's enough I think we'll leave it there Because you've got three of eight already Lovely. So we're looking for the eight Italians to play a first team game for Celtic or Rangers Paolo Di Canio, Massimo Donati and Lorenzo Amoruso so far. So uh, keep you can play along at Clyde SSB and more importantly if you want to hear your question in the show send it in to fulltime at clyde1.com Okay. A um, few tweets coming in. Let's see what was the one that caught my attention. Um, Richard says if we 
Rangers I assume Yeah If we were to lose Morelos in January I'd bring in Cosgrove That's how highly Richard rates him um, And also Eddie Van Koopen's not happy oh. um, With the, the, the Beat the pundit questions He says that MSM quest To get that goal taken From Eduard Is in full swing The header was going in it, Look The official SPFL website yeah. Has it down as a Liam Fontaine own goal Hugh Keevans is a powerful man But he cannot give Or take away goals From anyone And I take, couldn't remember The answer anyway Take so. it up with Neil Doncaster <laughs> Just yeah. pass it to him Where you go Neil F.A.O. Neil Hamden I, I love that The MSM conspiracy To take the goal away From Odson Edward You know I, I, The guy Rightly Has had Fantastic publicity I'm holding up A newspaper To show Alec King Edward That says on the The front of uh, One Football supplement In today's papers King Edward uh, You know And Where's the conspiracy here? 0141-951-1025 Let's speak to Colin Who's a Partick Thistle fan Hi Colin Good evening guys How are you? Good, Good Colin. Colin Are you a happy Partick Thistle fan By any chance After the weekend? <laughs> Happier than I was Six months ago <laughs> The last time I spoke to You and Alex um, My point six months ago was uh, I didn't think uh, Caldwell was the man For the job And uh, I think it was proved right, to be honest with you. I mean, he made a good few good signings, and we appreciate that. But um, for whatever reason, the, the, the fit just wasn't there. Um, and I flew over uh, from Ireland uh, on Thursday with my youngest daughter to go to the Dundee game. And uh, the change in the, in the team uh, and the attitude with the fans, the, the overall feel of the club again, uh, is back to, to what it should be. So... Um, uh, yes, I'm much happier, but, but, but my question for, for Hugh and for Alex is, do you think that Ian McCall um, has enough there, and certainly if he signs a few people in December in the, in, the, in the window, do you think he has enough there to get us to top four and potentially challenge to go up again? Colin, I've already said so tonight. I took Dundee 1, Partick Thistle 3 as my result of the weekend. And I said that I believe there is still a chance that Ian McCall can take Partick Thistle up. Now, they are bottom of the table right now, but they're only four points away from Queen of the South, who are in fourth place. So that's how tight the league is. They're only four points off fourth place. Uh, and I do believe that from the moment Ian McCall came in there, he rekindled something at Partick Thistle. Gary Caldwell, for me... Just didn't get Partick Thistle And Partick Thistle didn't get Gary Caldwell uh, But With Ian McCall It's an affair of the heart I think it's uh, four points they have to contend with I think the fact that they've got a bounce Right away Gordon would suggest That Ian's obviously made that impact uh, What he does in January Could be interesting as well Because he will know exactly who's available at air Guys he knows familiar for the last couple of years mate. A few uh, transfer uh, possibilities, but that will all depend in between now and then. Uh, but he's a wily uh, kind of character, Ian McCauley, knows that level very well, and it's a brilliant start mm. for him. And, and it was an important one at the weekend due to the fact the teams above picked up points, so you know it'll be going in the right direction. I mean, Colin, he obviously knows the club, but I wonder if it's as important, maybe even more important, as the, the knowledge that he has of, of the championship now and in the, in the past couple of seasons because he's done a great job at air, he'll know. Every team in the league inside out He doesn't have that You know that Perhaps the settling in period That, that a new manager sometimes needs So um, I guess that must be where Some of your confidence is coming from It is And I mean I, I, I genuinely think he's the He's the best manager 
in the championship by a country mile. And I mean, to your point, he knows the league inside and out. He knows the players. Um, and again, just to get back to the to the feel amongst the supporters on Saturday. I mean, I, I don't know if you've seen the highlights, but when the after the third goal went in, you know, it was like the old Thistle were back. And it was, it's fair to say, under Gary Caldwell, that was never the case. Even the Queen of the South game at the end of last season, you know, yeah, the atmosphere was OK, but there was still something, <clears throat> the connection that Hugh talks about, it wasn't there. And uh, I'm delighted that the connection is now back. And, uh, and, and another point I want to make as well is that I genuinely think that Alan Archibald is going to be key to this as well, right? Because he's a Thistle man, and I think he felt that he'd sort of unfinished business, if you like. And I think between McGall and Archibald, um, I think we'll do OK. Ian McCall's had a great result at Inverness, a great result at Dundee. Now, he's at home to our Broth on Saturday. It's there in front of him. If you want to really make people stop and think that Partick Thistle might yet get into a playoff place, then there's your place to do it. Arbroath, Dick Campbell, Wiley Old Fox, but you've got them at Firhill. You've got to get the three points. Colin, what, what does the manner of that win on Saturday tell you about the, the team and the club at the moment Because usually if you're bottom of the table You can be accused of lacking in confidence And, and lacking in belief But Partick are up there at Dundee And with five minutes to go Are, are losing the game And the, you know then, then win at 3-1 What does that tell you about the, the belief? It tells me they've got belief It tells me that um, McCall knows when to change it We were playing Tam away uh, in centre mid And it wasn't working he, he, With all due respect it was too slow he changes it, he brings on uh, Shea Gordon, who changes the game. Lewis Mansell, who goes up front, rails up their centre-half. And I didn't see three goals coming in the last five minutes, I have to be honest. Uh, but um, the, the, yeah, it's just the, the connection, as I say, is there now. And uh, yeah, and to Hugh's point, I think we'll beat our growth on Saturday. No, it's great, and I actually think it's interesting because I think when you, the fans, buy into the manager, I think it creates a different environment round about the place. But when you score three goals in the last five minutes, listen to Kenny Miller in the the papers, you know, reading them saying that he says that he felt two horse race, not a chance. So they clearly feel as if they're they're yeah. still in the mix. Yeah, a few shocks in the championship as well, none more so than that Queen of the South win that the guys touched on at the top of the show. Thank you very much to Colin, uh, Partick Thistle fan on the line. It's oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. To get in touch I'll give the guys Some more thinking time On the teaser But if you want to Take part You can do At Clyde SSB Let's speak to Brian In Stirling Hi Brian Good evening chaps Good evening young Hugh Hi there (laughs) Now I was a wee bit Disappointed that boy Saying that Because Hugh I'm closer to your age Than I am my son's Yeah But Anyway That was a bit rude My point and it is going to take you a wee bit to task you. You're getting a bit of a baton, but I'll, I'll plaster it. I'll give you a wee plaster after it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you were right. And that is not bit and tongue stuff. You were right. Celtic were very, very poor against Livingston. To the point, I'll say, I was watching. Woeful. Horrendous. And the, the, the polls apart, because I'd spoke to the, the team on the Friday, I think it was, um, after the game against Cluj, the polls apart in their performance was, I, I mean, you just don't know. It's not Neil Lennon's fault. I mean, right, so the responsibility is going to lie with Neil Lennon because he will, he's got big shoulders, he'll take that on. But the fault was with the players, mm. not with the pitch, because percentage-wise, 67%, 
Celtic have won on plastic 67%. It was not to do with the the the, the, the percentage-wise, because 67% after a Thursday night game on a Sunday, they've won 68% yet. So you can't blame any of these two factors. Nobody knows. But what I do want to say is, the performance that it took from the Thursday into the Sunday game falls apart. But... And, I, and this is what I wanted to speak about after the game because I didn't get on after the Livingston game because I'm always apparently a blame for oh you're only on the Celtic one. That's up to you guys who you pick to go on. My point is this, right? Negativity, you can grow from a negativity. Celtic have picked up the baton. Now you said about the, the, the international break, you that you thought possibly they would come in a wee bit sluggish. I was so delighted because I thought. From that negativity, from that that moment where they said, we are not the team that we think we are, we must grow, we must earn, we must respect other people, they went out there against Ross County and they played the best 90 minutes of football I've seen for a long time. Mm. And I thought thought the Kludge game was brilliant, but regardless of the opposition, I believe that any opposition, and I I, I include some of the big teams that that have been banded about, any opposition coming against us in this form on Saturday is going to get battered. Maybe not six or seven goals or or even 20-odd, 30 chances, but that level of concentration, that level of respecting yourself, respecting your opponent, was evident from the kickoff on Saturday. Yeah. And that's what I say, that the negativity, the growth from the negativity is, is what's going to bring us the nine in a row, and if we want, 10 in a row, because, and I'm no disrespecting, I'm not using a disrespectful tone here, no disrespecting anyone else in the league, because we must treat everyone like we treated Ross County, like we treated Cluj, not like we treated Livingston. Yep. And I'm not going to single out Rangers or Aberdeen or Hearts or Hibs, teams that, and, and you know, you said, you said the other morning there, Rangers should be hopeful of beating Hearts. I, I w- and I would expect them to beat Hearts. So mm. your rhetoric your rhetoric, you is one of um, you would hope for a, a a challenge. You would hope that the league doesn't become stagnant and that one team doesn't dominate as we have done. Well, anyway, you know, I, I said beforehand that I expected Rangers to win, and they didn't. Uh, and again, I, I hold my hands up. I said prior to that, I thought Rangers would win, and Hearts were better than they have been. Hearts did well, Rangers did not do well enough. Now, whether you're at Rangers or Celtic, life is a constant challenge. Now, Brian, you're a Celtic fan. Celtic are not being asked to score six goals against Lazio, but they are being asked at home to carry on where they left off and to play as enterprisingly as they possibly can. And if they can get a win over Lazio, what a tremendous feather in their cap. They remain top of their Europa League group and the job that they have been doing in that has been outstanding. Then, life being a constant challenge, they have to go to Pataudry. There can be no mention of the lack of recovery time, no mention of how unfair it is that you have to kick off at midday in Aberdeen having finished at 11 o'clock at night in Glasgow against the Lazio. You have to get on and meet the challenges. Celtic fell down on the job against Hibbs and Livingston. They have come back very, very strongly and now 
Two fresh European and domestic challenges await Brian and Sterling Thank you very much for the call Still time to get yours in What about this teaser? Domenico sent it in He's looking for the eight Italians To play a first team game For Celtic or Rangers I think there is actually a ninth But um, we can completely forget about that guy So I'll I'll tell you that at the end So far you've got Paolo Di Canio Massimo Donati And Lorenzo Amoruso Take one more each What? So, oh, Italian <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said That's going down in the hall of info, in, uh, infamy, Hugh that, yeah. That's one Mr. of the worst that is, Sergio, He is Swedish Sergio right. Porini Great shit <laughs> Gaza I honestly thought this was some sort of word. joke that I hadn't well, but, uh, I have to give Vanoli. you a Okay, let's leave them there. That's that's, oh. that's plenty. That's plenty. We've got Paolo Di Canio, Massimo Donati, Lorenzo Amoruso, <laughs> Sergio Perini, Paolo Vanoli. Gaza is not on the list. You've only got three to get. Uh, something that I was certainly intending on mentioning earlier on, Hugh Keevens, I think one of the calls uh, we ended up getting stuck into a good debate. Um, something that we shouldn't let go of miss at all from Tynecastle yesterday would be Hearts have opened their investigation after yeah. claims yeah. Alfredo Morelos. <laughs> Um, was racially abused during the game uh, Allegedly targeted as he went down and celebrated That equaliser sort of in the, the corner behind the goal Hearts have said that they'll ban any fan Found guilty of, of racism from yeah. Tynecastle a, a short statement which which pretty much covers that Goes without saying Let's not prejudge anything We, we, don't, we don't know the outcome uh, But nevertheless it's, it's um... Let's just speak in generalities All racism is abhorrent No matter where it takes place Manchester United are investigating because a Liverpool player was allegedly the victim of racist abuse yesterday at Old Trafford, the theatre of dreams of all places. Uh, we had that awful Yeovil Town visit to Harringay Borough where both teams walked off the park. Racism is abhorrent. Let's now introduce a sense of perspective. If someone... Has racially abused Alfredo Morelos at Tynecastle yesterday, then he must be isolated, punished to the very best of Hart's ability. It does not mean, however, that Hearts are institutionally racist as a club. If someone is arrested over what happened at Manchester United yesterday, it does not mean that Manchester United are institutionally mm. a racist club. The vast majority of supporters, Scottish, English, whatever, have no time whatsoever for racist abuse. How the clubs legislate for either a single person or a small group of people who indulge in this abhorrent practice. Yeah, I mean that that may be true, but at the same time, Alex, yeah, you, you can say that you know is is this this is clearly a societal problem, not not a football problem, yeah. but there still has to be. There has to be an appetite there for football to do to do more and as do do as much as it as it possibly can. And I think it is, Gordon. I think with the fact that they've put a statement right away, I, I would be if he's found guilty, he'll have a life ban. I think there'll be also a police matter as well. So you take all that into consideration. You have the show racism, the red card, on a, on a regular basis. I said to someone today, this this uh, abuse, whether it be racism, sectarianism, anything, Gordon, and I mean general abuse. It should not be tolerated You know the, These guys are there Doing a job And any form of abuse is, Should not be accepted 0141 Gregor In Newton Mearns Has some thoughts On James Tavernier He's coming up next 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. They are on course to get this teaser sent in from Domenico and Uddingston uh, to full time at Clyde1.com with Celtic playing Lazio this week. Can you name the eight Italians to play a first team game for Celtic or Rangers? There are a couple of Exceptions And I'll explain them A bit later on But by and large We're looking for eight You've got Di Canio Donati Amoruso Perini Vanoli so en- Enrico Anoni And what's the The famous phrase Attached to him In Scottish football Oh no Anoni's on a no No There's not a no Added to the end On a no <laughs> I thought uh, okay. See you're, you're from Lanarkshire You don't speak mm. Glaswegian I just thought I thought it was a longer version That's all As in that's him on now That's what I know He's on as well I know no. I know means as I well know. Okay it doesn't really matter does it But you, yeah, get, you get the gist You said Vanoli didn't we Yeah you did Alright you've got two to get I'll leave it I think you're going to squish it Before now in the end of the show But if you want to hear your question on uh, Full time At Clyde1.com I'll tell you a, cu- a couple of the others I'll give you an education If I can mm. uh, oh. And fair play to I think it was Token Jester Who also pointed one of these out There was a goalkeeper for Celtic In the 40s Hugh Or Rolando Ugolini Yes So he's not one You don't have to, you don't have to worry about that I, 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 I wasn't, <laughs> Do you used to clean his boots? <laughs> I, I didn't um, I didn't want to take you that far back There was a Luigi Riccio as well One appearance In 99 for Rangers I think Was that right? Yeah I think it was Rangers This guy's absolutely brilliant Is it Token Jester? Every mm. week he does the, the quiz right And he's um, thrown this in as well Filippo Maniero Was signed by one of them as well I can't even remember which one But I don't think he played I think that was also Rangers um, But I don't think he played and remember Leo Fazan oh, yes, Celtic the Again yeah. I don't think any First team appearances no. So you can rule them out You've got two to get Let's speak to Gregor In Newton Merns Hi Gregor Hi guys uh, Thanks for taking my call okay. Yeah I'd like to just make a point on Hello Hi yeah, I got you on, mate. Hi Can you hear me guys Yes yeah. loud and clear On you go Yeah Yeah. Sorry Yeah, I'd just like to make a point On uh, James Travney's performance And recent performances uh, For Rangers I, I just don't think He cuts it uh, I don't think he's Rangers class I don't think he's Elaborate a bit Gregor on, on the captain thing Because obviously You're you're not well, alone We hear this all the yeah. time But w- yeah. what, what in particular Is it because he's well, not a ball well, on a shooter like a captain I mean ah, yeah, It's a little bit of Kind of Paul McStay thing Celtic had You know would he, I mean a good player And all that and, But was he a captain I don't know um, And it's the same with Tavernier It's the same kind of thing It's just as a guy That's not really um, You know It doesn't seem Something that would motivate me In a workplace You know Um I, I don't know It just doesn't seem to be out there Putting himself about I mean if you take a You know For example Scott Brown Yeah Love or hate him But he, he's out there He's mixing up he, he throws himself about He commands his team We just don't Tavernier's not doing that You know well, Gregor, um, Gregor you are obliged then Having told us Who you don't want to be captain Who do you want to be captain? Um, I, I, I mean What about somebody like Davis it's that, You know Stephen Davis just as, a, as a potential candidate I mean I know he wasn't there Previous years But Look at the Davis Um 
I don't like keepers as captain, but even McGregor, something like that, you know, that's just got a bit more about them. But I just. I, I, I said I, I said uh, during the last break we were discussing this as well when we actually said to Hugh you know you could possibly take it over and give it to Davis he's a he's a steady pair of hands he's experienced he leads by example he's he's a talker but not a, a, a shouter so you could potentially give him how that impacts uh, Tavernier in terms of does he cave in mm. or is it a, a relief you don't know but so do do captains have have to ball and shout because that a, it, seem, it seems as if that's what Rangers fans. Pick on James Tavernier for rightly or wrongly. I'm not saying they're wrong, but they, you know he's, he's not he's not that, he's not a baller and shouter. Is that a must for a captain? No, not for me. I, I think uh, what you do is an example. Uh, when you say something, players pick up. I was I was talking about this earlier on when we were saying this. We had uh, Paul Ince latterly in his career, and he was a pointer. He was a shouter, and, and everybody's going, "Oh, Ince is leading by example." But his actual overall performances were diminishing because he he more or less coming to the tail end of his career. So it's about getting the right guy. It's about getting the right. Guy who can do it with uh, his performances, but also when he speaks and he gets his information across to the players around about him. Uh, but even though they're not captains, they can still have all this influence throughout it. I, I, I would, uh, Gregor, who is the guy you would actually replace him with? Well, that's what you're saying. He, he mentioned uh, a couple of names. Davis, yeah, I did. I did no, sorry, Davis I just meant in terms if he wasn't in the team. Sorry, I didn't phrase oh, that right. Oh, without the team, uh, well, I don't know. I mean, I, I would go out to the market. I don't even think he's got a place in the team. If I'm being really, really brutal about it, um, I mean, you look at the. the You're being harsh, yeah, Gregor. Gregor, you look at him last year. Even if you look at even earlier on in this season, when uh, Rangers went to 1 1, he was a guy that travelled about 60, 70 yards to get the. the, resulted in the the, the corner um, for the winning goal for Golson. And then if you go back to when Livingston went into a 1 0 lead at Ibrox, he got the equaliser, and I'm sure he got an assist later on in that game as well. So he is doing. That when you're saying he's not even, but the, the, but the mistakes are amateurish, Alex. You know, I mean that's a professional football. I mean, there's real. We're not talking about stuff here that was, you know, oh, I was unlucky. You know, it was really poor, poor stuff. You know, it's like it's almost, it's almost amateur football. That's not acceptable at our level. It's just, you know, you can't. Yeah, I, I just don't think it's forgivable. You know, one, once or twice possibly, but so numerous times now, and it's not just mistakes that he's got away with. You know, it's cost his games and goals. You know, so I, I disagree with that. To be fair, I think, uh, so I think you know. Such is the nature of what's going on In terms of the, the league title race Remember Celtic and Rangers are separated by a goal Not by a point A goal And the first caller tonight Said that he didn't think that Stephen Gerrard Had it to be Rangers manager And the last caller hmm. Says he doesn't think that Tavernier Has it to be in the team I'm not Never sure, mind the captain I'm not sure that's a sign of the times though Because certainly on, on Gregor's point about Tavernier This is absolutely nothing new We face these calls Numerous times Yeah if you go back to, you go back to, to the opening, uh, opening game I think of last season He, he dropped his marker to 3-3 three, three at Motherwell You remember uh, from the set play in the dying yeah. seconds So th- there is uh, mitigating things But you have to offset It wasn't the opening game but one of the early ones yeah, yeah. First or second game uh, away from home Gordon it was uh, But if you mitigate the what he brings to the team Driving it mm-hmm. forward up that flank You know uh, uh, Stephen Gerrard sees him every every day and, and the question would be How much would it cost to replace To get a decent replacement And it would give you more uh, Stats wise I mean, anyway. Brian's tweeted in to say Leadership has got nothing to do with shouting It's got everything to do with guidance and direction So that, that sums it up I think you, know, you have to you, be the focal point You know the, the, you, yeah, yeah But by offering guidance and direction yeah. Does he do that? We can you, only you, make you, a certain judgment from the outside Yeah You don't necessarily have to be Grabbing people by the throat To make your point But I think Scott Brown is a great focal point for Celtic The players all know where to look uh, And he knows exactly who they go to If something goes wrong 
the Rangers supporters are telling us tonight that they don't believe Tavernier performs that function or is that focal point for Stephen mm. Gerrard's side. Okay, thank you very much, Gregor and Newton Mearns. That's a fitting way to end it tonight. Um, just quickly, a couple of other results that well, we, we have mentioned them, but probably worth elaborating on you or what you were tempted, Alex, to give your result of the weekend to St Mirren. Such was your belief of yeah. how how important you think it was for them. Yeah, absolutely. I think they've really struggled to get goals, Gordon. They got a couple of really good goals. I thought it would overhead kick. Mullins' goal was absolutely ma- magic. Very well taken. But I think the three points at this stage as well, it leaps frogs, they're, they're both Edinburgh teams. So I think it was important for Jim to get that one at the right time and he can build on that now. Uh, Hugh, on the other hand, St Johnston, Tommy Wright mm. seems as if he doesn't mm. quite know what, what the, you know, he's, he says he's tried the shoulder, uh, the arm around the shoulder, he's tried the boot up the backside. Um, the rock bottom, what... the three points uh, away from Hibbs in second bottom and when I heard Tommy Wright on television last night use the word capitulation, I thought, mm. oh dear. If Tommy Wright, who is a very proud man, if he can say, my team capitulated, then he must be at his wit's end with them. And that will have to turn around mm. soon because there's no point in saying, oh, it's still early in the season. Early in the season becomes middle of the season, becomes late in the season, becomes relegated. The clock has just caught my eye. We really have to round off the teaser. Uh, mentions to Alan Mackey, who's got a couple on Twitter. There's some really good attempts coming in. Uh, Colin John got that Enrico Anoni one just before you did. Kieran's thrown in an interesting one, Dominic Chervy, but he was uh, American, I think. Uh, so that one isn't right. Uh, third frame's got a couple. You two have got two to get. We're looking for two more of the eight Italians that have played for Celtic. Rangers so you've got Enrico Anoni Paolo Di Canio Massimo Donati Lorenzo Amoruso Sergio Perini Paolo Vanoli sent in from Domenico in Uddingston I see the, the guy in Twitter didn't he get the same reaction as Mag as a winner <laughs> oh, God, that was a horrendous shout honestly like I say there were a couple Fazan Maniero Riccio these are all guys who never made first team appearances or, or hardly made any um, well it's the two Rangers ones and actually Two easy ones. You've got you've got the hard ones on here. Two Italians. I mean, in terms of what these guys, we said Perini, didn't we? Yeah. We said, yeah. I mean, yeah. one of these guys went on to have a proper career for Italy. Oh, Gattuso. Right. Okay. And the rest of them didn't really. Um, one more again. Dio Macanio <laughs> <laughs> scored a lot of goals in a short period oh, of time Negri Paolo Negri uh, Marco please Marco <laughs> there you go. Get um, me him Marco Negri thank you very much to Hugh and <laughs> Alex we're back tomorrow night uh, at the usual time 6 o'clock in the meantime stay where you are though Stephen Miller's up next Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com.